0: So, we start with a dilemma today, and the dilemma goes like this. A man cheated on his wife, and the wife cheated back for revenge. Unfortunately, she got pregnant by another man, aka the man she cheated on her husband with. So the question is, who broke the family? Now, after much thought and a little bit of research, I have come to the conclusion that the person who broke the family is none other than The husband, yep, it's the husband. The husband is the person that actually broke the family, and I'm not saying this because the husband is the first one who cheated. No, you could say that that's the reason, but then again, why the hell did the wife cheat? And you know, you can take it around that, but I'm gonna take it back to the original definition of a family. If you go and you google the word family on you know, Google. Its first meaning is a group of one or more parents and their children living together as a unit. Now, if you look at man and wife, they could have been classified as a family, but this wife went and banged another dude and is pregnant by him. So technically, she's starting a family with him. And if this man gets in the way of that, he's the one who's breaking the family. And I know it sounds like a very shitty explanation, but I'm just using dictionary definition here. But reality of it is all of them kind of fucked up. Well, except the guy that got this babe pregnant. He did his job. He went, he laid pipes so well that this woman was like, you know what? Not inside. So he did his job and he did a pretty good job at that. But the man, the husband fucked up because he's the one who cheated. And much as I can't say, oh, you know, the wife cheated because the husband. You know, both of them are individuals and both of them are supposed to make sound decisions for the greater good of, you know, themselves. So for the wife to go ahead and cheat in the name of oh I'm getting back at my husband as if you didn't have other options such as our no marriage counselling or our no leaving or our no confronting the situation as is, then you know, she's still kind of fucked up. She still made a very shitty decision. I've said before, revenge cheating isn't a good thing. Because it might feel good for the moment, it might sound good to tell your friends or to tell other people so that they don't fuck around with you. But long term, it actually does a lot more harm than good. Because at the end of the day, you know, it's still going to come out that you cheated. And, you know, whether you cheated because of someone else or you cheated for your own reasons, the point is, you still cheated. So, that said, as I said earlier, all of them fucked up. Except for the guy that put the baby in the woman. Because he did such a good job. And the shorty probably fucked up because one, she's on the chose to revenge cheat. And two, she let this nigga nut inside and she didn't use any form of protection to prevent a baby from coming. But to explain this logic better, you need to listen to this podcast a little bit more. And I should probably start this podcast so that y'all can get to know what I'm on about. And I usually do it in this very typical fashion where I start by saying... Welcome to Break Time on West Said, your number one breakdown podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who does not endorse cheating, but he does choose to understand it from time to time. He's a man who still wonders why it is that oral sex does not give a body count. It is none other than your tall, dark and mighty handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit. Now as usual, the drill is pretty simple, I usually repeat it every episode of Tweet Street, just as I am going to repeat here. And it's for y'all that would want me to discuss certain tweets that you might have found on social media doesn't necessarily have to be on Twitter in and of itself that you would like me to discuss and the drill goes like this you see that tweet you like that tweet you want us to discuss that tweet you send that tweet you send it to the dms of at bagaka the d which happens to be my personal twitter handle and i will take it from there and handle it accordingly on facebook and on instagram if it happens to be one of those screenshots one of those screen grabs that you happen to have seen over there you know you can send it to at on West is the facebook page at Breakdown on West is the instagram page as well and i will take them from that and i will handle them accordingly now, very interesting update. I actually noticed about, I think, a week and a half ago that Facebook has actually started taking podcasts there. And if you would like to listen to Breaktime on West side, yes, it is available to listen on Facebook as well for those of you all that want to try that out. So yeah, feel free to go and listen from the Breaktime on West side Facebook page and feel free to drop your thoughts and feedback there as well. Now, we need to move it on to our main tweets of today, but I want us to discuss something for a little bit. And no, it's not Tiwa Savage's sex tape. Because I honestly feel like there's nothing really to discuss that Because it was like, what? Six to nine seconds of her receiving strokes. Like, it's not like the fast strokes. Like, they're nice, slow, deep, sensual strokes. And I don't know. um, Is there anything really to say there? No, not really. You know, it's an artist's sex tape. I think there's porn gifs that will have more content than that. And honestly... It was just a bunch of blackmailers trying to bring her down using that shit. And I honestly don't think that there was much that they could bring her down with. Because I feel like that sex tape was just meh. Maybe I've consumed a lot more sexual content and that's kind of numbed my whole idea of the entire thing. But I honestly feel like it's just meh. But like I said, that's not what I want to discuss. I want to discuss the other big thing that's been trending on on the Kenyan social media space besides the fact that curfew has actually been lifted and it's the twins and the altercation involving the twins now the twins that I'm speaking of are Eric and Paul and Dishu I think that's the name uh, of both of them and there was a video a 43 second video that was posted up online over the past weekend which showed them assaulting some two ladies and you know one of them fucked up a side mirror and it's getting them i don't know if i can say canceled but people are really really going at it on them like people are losing their shits over this and it's gotten to the point that um i think they've lost a major investor and One of them has had to step down from one of these association board chairs. And I think they've even had to step down as CEOs of the fintech startup that they had set up. And I can see how everyone is bringing the gender-based violence discussion into this. But I honestly feel like just every single time when Cancel Culture usually jumps up to do something like this, people are jumping the gun. I honestly feel like people are jumping the gun on this one. And I'm not saying this to defend them. I don't think they're, you know, spotlessly clean. You know, they've also had their fuckups, and I'll mention that in a minute. But I feel like everyone is, or, or at least a huge majority of people, are are coming at them, and they're coming at them with a lot of, you know, bile in in their system, and it's not necessarily what we might think. And yes, there's people who have come out to troll those of us that are like, oh, we want to hear the full story first. Oh, we want to hear the other side. And we've been trolled for that shit. But I honestly do see the reasoning for that. Because a lot of times, you can take something like that and turn it into an entire story. Yet, what we have is only 43 seconds of video evidence. But we don't know what happened before. And we don't know what happened after and more so before because that's what's more important. We don't know what happened before. So if if something might have happened that would have caused that to actually be justified, we can't know now. We're just canceling these guys and we're trying to see if they can get brought down with everything. Because when I watched that 43 second video, and yes, I know I'm repeating 43 seconds a lot, but it's for a reason, I could only find one thing that was surefire, a stupid and fucked up move. And that was when one of the brothers went and messed up some guy's side mirror. That one I can justify as a shitty move because what did the side mirror do to you? Like, even though the side mirror might have fucked up your car probably by scratching it or some shit, that was still a shitty move because that's not the side mirror's fault. It's the driver. I don't see why you need to wreck a side mirror for it. But that aside, now there's the main meat of this, which is the altercation and After this guy fucked up the side mirror, he walks back in and, you know, he goes to hit some lady of which it's one lady who it seems like the brother was either restraining or, you know, trying to like force away or some shit. And there was another lady that was sort of holding the brother in a chokehold. So it was two babes versus one guy. And this brother decided to come out and help him. Now, because I don't know what happened beforehand, I can't really say whether something wrong was happening. Because this whole idea of, oh, you should never hit a woman no matter what, I think is absolute bullshit. I think men do require to be given at least some form of allowance for self-defense. And in as much as I can agree that assault actually did occur, I do not see why it is I would watch my fellow brother get assaulted regardless of the gender of people that's assaulting him and just sit idly by and be like, no, you know what, he's fine. If he's being assaulted and he clearly looks like he is taking quite a beating i will step in to help him and i think that's what he did for him because honestly for me i'll do that for my brother any day of the week and especially considering that these are twins their bond is even stronger so if he steps in to help his brother then Maybe we need to start asking ourselves if the assault was actually a case of defense or it was actually a case of one person being the perpetrator and another one helping him perpetrate the act, which is why I'm saying there is not enough context for this. All that people are doing is literally just coming out to attack these guys, yet we don't know if these guys were acting in self defense. But that said, Whoever it is that's handling the PR needs to be fired because they did a very shit job when they released the statement that they released. And honestly, I would want to know the full story before I come up with any conclusions and, you know, whichever judgments that I can come up with. And as I'm just about to get to the tweets, I'm going to say something real quick. I feel a though cancel culture doesn't necessarily target people in order to right a wrong, but it's essentially just to bring people down that they feel are powerful or rich and they do not like them. I welcome any and all criticism to that statement but for now we must move on to the tweets so on to the first tweet apologize when you're wrong never let your pride be bigger than your relationships hello ladies i hope you're listening to this because y'all are usually the ones that don't like apologizing for anything but anyways i'm not going to start nitpicking or you know like picking sides or anything this is actually true this is completely and totally true i was listening to some talk jordan peterson was having online and he actually said something that alluded to this and it even went a step further because he was like sometimes in the relationship for you to to keep the relationship strong you have to be willing to help your partner beat you in an argument and it was something that I found to be particularly interesting but the explanation was pretty interesting as well because he said you know sometimes you might find that you know you're very articulate and you can actually dominate the argument and you know like put everything in place and actually like rip your partner apart when it comes to like an argument. And you might find that they might actually be right, but because they're not able to articulate themselves well, because they can't say stuff as fast, because probably they're overwhelmed with emotion, they might not be able to actually deliver their point as well as they probably would have. And for you to secure the relationship, sometimes you have to be willing to take that help. And it's, it's sort of an overextension of this, but essentially it still goes back to the whole, never let your pride be bigger than your relationships because apologizing when you're wrong, I think is a standard practice, should be a standard practice. Regardless of gender, I think in your relationship, you should always be ready to apologize when you're wrong, straight up. But more so than that, like not letting your pride be bigger than your relationships is something that I think a lot of people need to pick up and learn because At times, you can end up winning the argument, but losing the relationship. And yes, winning an argument has a good feeling to it. But when it comes at the expense of a relationship, does it really help you? Like, yes, you've gotten a nice short term win, but you've lost a partner or, you know, you might lose a partner for a while. And when you think about it long term, it actually doesn't make that much sense. Sometimes it's a lot better to take the L sometimes you guys won't agree on jack shit and you probably need to either agree to disagree or just take the l and make it actually look like you're actually losing the fight sometimes you might have some heavy hitting points that you'll probably have to put right back into the bag so that you guys can you know secure the relationship because sometimes the both of y'all are gonna get into a heated argument which will in one way or another almost rip you apart and the person that chooses to let go of that argument first is probably going to be the one that's most interested in securing the relationship. And normally, a lot of times, guys will not back down. And sometimes, a lot of babes will not back down. But I think both sides need to accept that at times, it's okay if you actually just choose to back down. It's not about winning the argument. It's about the relationship. That's what's more important. Otherwise, you won't exactly have that many arguments to actually go through and win. Just saying. But anyways, that said, we should probably move it on, so on to the next tweet. Every time you hear a girl say, I don't even ask for much, she's fucking sad. But if you hear a girl saying, they gave me everything I asked for, she's happy. I'd like to come out and say that this is bullshit. I'm not saying that it's complete bullshit, you know, it's mostly true, but it is bullshit. I have listened to babes saying that they don't ask for much, and you know it's usually because they're very minimalistic, and it makes sense. And as babes, that will say that they got everything that they asked for, and yet they were mistreated in the relationship. Like, it's actually a thing. I think the main underlying point here is how much to ask for and how much not to ask for. And honestly. I will probably still come to the same conclusion that the person who wrote this tweet would have come to, which is if you want something, ask for it. But at the same time, I will add the factor that reality is a thing. Just because you want something doesn't mean you'll get it. Asking for something is good, but it's not like it's always going to be there. Yes, ask if you do want something from your partner. If you ask, if you want something of your partner, it is good to ask. But don't assume that just because you ask for all of these things you're going to get all of them and just because the shorty said that she doesn't even ask for much doesn't necessarily mean that she's sad sometimes you might find that she's actually super entitled and she wanted so much but she wasn't going to get all of that and she was still coming back to say i don't even ask for much at the same time you might find someone who's a lot more simple a bit more minimalist who'll be like you know what He gave me everything I asked for. She gave me everything that I asked for. And they're very happy. Or, you know, they might even be sad. But at the end of the day, it's because they didn't ask for that much. Or at least their desires from their partner weren't that big or that many. While the other side would have still said, you know what? It's not like I asked for much. And it's not like he gave all of that. So in one way or another, I think the bottom line is, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be open for you. It doesn't always happen, you won't always get it just because you ask for it, but asking is usually a good place to start. And that said, we should probably move it on, so on to our next tweet. Decided to cut out dating apps as the middleman and instead just start crying for no reason at all. I find this to be particularly interesting from a babe writing this on Twitter as opposed to a guy because I feel as though dating apps actually it's not even feel as though it's actually sort of proven dating apps favor women more than men and yes you know dating apps can be full of creepy guys and you know sometimes they can be very good looking but be narcissists unfortunately that's the thing with dating apps it only shows you somebody and gives you know whatever nice sales pitch they'll give of themselves doesn't necessarily mean that they're great people but at the same time I feel as though dating apps aren't really that much worse for women as opposed to guys, because guys are the ones that are going to swipe, I don't know how many thousand times and get like only a few matches. So in a sense, I feel like this one doesn't necessarily suck that much, but I can kind of understand how, you know, dating apps aren't that great for babes as well. And considering that a lot of quote unquote creeps are very introverted and do not know how to go up to a woman and hit on her, then you will find quite a number of them on these dating apps. So while for guys on dating apps, it doesn't necessarily seem that great because you have to stand out like a sore thumb or a middle finger, whichever seems better for you. For babes, it's also bad as well because for them, it's about separating the wheat from the chaff. And the problem is, you have a fuck ton more chaff than wheat. So both of us usually do seem to struggle quite a bit. But that said, we should move it on to our final tweet of today. So on to the last tweet. The number of men on dating apps quote unquote building an empire compared to the number of actual empires in existence does not add up. This is actually particularly interesting because this kind of also follows what this last week was talking about um the unfortunate side of dating apps and you know social media is everyone's trying to give the best version of themselves and i think saying that you're working to build an empire is a lot easier than saying that i work a regular job like you can have your delusions of grandeur you can have your inspirations and wanting to be on top of the world and being a billionaire but at the end of the day the simple side of it is they're probably just working regular jobs and most guys are going to come out and say that they're working on building their empire because they would love to be the king or the emperor of that particular empire and you know the definition of empire is very different but still at the end of the day guys are always going to try and oversell themselves because they would like to get the best and sometimes it's better to fake it than to actually give the truth. And the truth of it is, some people might not even be building any empires. They're just saying that shit so that they can actually sound like they're driven. And unfortunately, you babes have to separate that chaff from the rest of the wheat. And I'm sorry. I, I wish I could give you tips on how to do that, but I'm a guy. So I might be the chaff of the wheat. And I'm not about to start giving tips on that shit. But anyways, that being said, I could be wrong about the entire thing. So I want to know your thoughts on it. The DMs are open on Twitter. You can slide into my personal DMs, which is at Bagaka the D. On Facebook and on Instagram, it is at Breaktime on our side. Slide into the DMs there. The DMs are always open. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening through CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below. A rating and review from Apple or any other podcast site that you're using that allows for ratings and reviews would be highly appreciated. And I will catch you guys on the next break.